Hello and welcome to Cooking the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the world's most, well, he's the biggest killer in the world in terms of body count. I don't know if it's all accidental. I think there might be some naive innocence or it might be just pure heartless capitalism. Well this guy has killed probably more people than anybody else on the planet. Yep. Not the usual suspects. It's not Hitler. It's not Stalin. It's not Genghis or Genghis Khan. Genghis, we always go with Dan Carling on that. Genghis, it's Genghis. Isn't it? <laughs> it's Genghis. Sounds like Jenga. It's, I'm sorry, the show position is anything That's historical. The American we, we go with Dan Carling. Okay. Is Dan Carling American? Yes. Right. Ooh. That has no credibility for me then, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the best American speaking English, I'm afraid. He's, He's got the best damn history podcast on the internet and I will always take his word. <laughs> yeah, well, Genghis Khan. I was going to say Moscow. Moscow. <laughs> he doesn't say Moscow. 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 Okay. As well. Yeah, so it wasn't any of them psychopaths, yeah. dictators. It was Deirdre from Ramp Corner at number 38. Uh, <laughs> no. With a rolling pin. Uh, it's the, the man. village poisoner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the man who put lead into petrol and then invented CFCs, nearly destroying the ozone layer. So he wasn't content with poisoning the world, people of the world, he almost destroyed the entire planet and stripped life, of, as we know it, off the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a doozy double, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a some unknown chemist. What's his name? Is Homer he? Simpson. No, his name is John Midgley. <coughs> oh, yeah, but he's unknown to the general public. Yeah. No one knows who John Midgley. I didn't know until last week. No, it's true. I stumbled across it. It does sound like an episode of The Simpsons, doesn't it, though, really? Yeah. Something Homer did. It does when it gets to where he died. Mm. The guy's just a fuck-up. Well, let's thank some new and returning listeners, then. Yes, let's do that indeed. <laughs> we get a selection. I'm going to start with the bottom one. Lennerstadt in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. Brisbane in Australia. Oral in Kazakhstan. You like that place? I want to go on holiday to Oral. <laughs> I want to go on a waterbed cruise to the Isle of Lesbos. <laughs> We were all our Followed by oral. <laughs> <laughs> Complimentary oral. <laughs> Camden in the United Kingdom, Leon in Mexico, Rudiver Municipality in Denmark, Sydney, Australia, San Antonio, Texas, Gruningen in the Netherlands, Atlanta, Georgia, Aurora, Colorado, Spring Valley, New York, Ilieskas in Spain, Bengaluru in India, Boardman, Oregon, Ashburn, Virginia, Guadalajara, Spain, and Portugalville in Missouri. Oh, Ashburn, you've let us down this week. Missouri's taken over. Yeah. Well, Portugalville wins it this week. Thomas J. Midgley. One of history's most dangerous inventors, probably the worst. Puts him above every single Nazi scientist and doctor. The guy that invented the nuclear bomb. You know what I mean? Even mm. the push up of him, it's quite yeah. mad when you think of that. Was it just an accident then, or was he actually wow. trying? He knew the dangers, we'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. Now, inventions through history have often made everyday tasks easier, and some, like trains, the cotton gin, printing press, and computers, have been revolutionary. But other inventions have backfired and proven to be detrimental in the long run. Among those who contributed some of history's most dangerous innovations was a bespectacled chemist from Beaver Falls in Pennsylvania. What's him wearing specs have to do with anything? Are you claiming glasses racism? Yeah, that's glassesism. Mm -hmm. 
Get back on your woke train, hippie. Visionism. <laughs> Visionism. I guess perspectivaled people are considered less violent. Now they're more evil. Himmler wore spectacles. Oh, did he? Yeah. Stalin. Not in public, but to read. I mean, Colonel Gaddafi was had sunglasses on. He did. They were prescription. <laughs> we don't know if they were prescription or not, in all fairness. Probably not at the time. You know, go look at them people with glasses. I mean, Pete openly admitted he wants to go back in time and shoot people with an AK-47. Uh-huh. <laughs> the evidence is stacking up. Now, Thomas Midgley Jr. introduced the world to both leaded gasoline and chlorofluorocarbons, which is CFCs. Now considered two of the world's most harmful chemical compounds. And while Midgley won multiple prestigious awards during his lifetime, research in recent decades has shown how the compounds he developed for use in cars and refrigerators ended up ravaging the environment and poisoning people. He was born on the 18th of May, 1889. Was, you know, this is the time here we're looking at when there wasn't any environmental laws as such. But they still knew lead was bad for you. The ancient Greeks knew lead was bad for you. Okay. So you have to do have to wonder whether yeah, but we know that now. Did they know that then? The ancient Greeks. No, you know. Yeah, they that, knew lead was bad for you. Yeah, know, you. So the ancient Greeks knew lead was bad for you, but did they know that they knew that? Yeah. Well, look, they passed, passed down. I know, it? but history is a lot more accessible to us nowadays. Yeah, like you say. Do you know? Do you know? Understand what where I'm yeah, getting? I guess to. you would also look at lead miners. Yeah. Because they yeah. would get but lead poisoning on occasion, so... But at the same time, they were very dumb to a lot of shit like that in those it's, days. It's, yeah, but it's all written down in scientific journals. Whether it was... Medical journals from yeah. miners who get lead poisoning. It was was it just negligence, or was it... Uh, no, it's more sinister than that. No, I mean, like... I think it's, uh, I think it's yeah. fair to say that ancient Greeks will have shared it across Europe. And it's common knowledge, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you understand what I'm saying, though, like in the sense that, yeah, history is a lot more available to us now than it would have been 120 years ago. So is there a little bit of that they weren't quite as clued up as we are now? No, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's got a degree in mechanical engineering. He's not an idiot. People wrote books back then. Yeah, it was scientifically known. Yeah. So, I ain't sticking up for the dude. No. In 1916, he joined General Motors' Delco Research Laboratory under Charles Kettering to work on improvements to automobiles. His focus was tackling the problem of engine knock. Knocking was a common problem in early 20th century engines. When an engine neared its maximum load, it made pinging noises that could destroy it. After a lengthy study, Midgley discovered that tetrahenthal lead, TEL or TEL, as a fuel additive, virtually eliminated the knock. Even Barry found out that Tal increased engine performance and speed. So did it bring down the combustion temperature of it, essentially, or something? Just it ignited a bit easier or something? Yeah, it made it more stable. You get one explosion instead of multiple ones. Yeah, okay. So it controlled the explosion better. Is the car, you think about it, it's all pop, 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 and it's juddering. Yeah. The lead, it's a pop, 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 as it explodes in the cylinders. It's a scientific explanation for you there. It was? Yep. I should, you should have been doing that! I didn't even know that was right. Come <laughs> on, Chief Science Officer. <laughs> With the support of Gen- like General Motors, oil companies and car manufacturers, Tell went onto the market on February 1st, 1923, under the brand name Ethel. GM and Standard Oil formed the Ethel Corporation to handle manufacturing and sales, and Midgley became a vice president and served on the board of directors. Of course he did. 
<laughs> well, he's revolutionised oil, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he stopped the knocking. Car companies are like, well, great, there we can make better, bigger, more powerful engines, we can do a lot more. So it's progress, but it's also a massive step back because you're poisoning everybody. Progress in the wrong direction. Yep. Yeah. The Ethel Corporation never mentioned lead when marketing, though. And since the dangers of lead poisoning were well known, the corporation insisted that Tau was safe, but at the same time encountered their own dangerous episodes with the chemical. On October 1924, at the experimental plant in New Jersey, five workers died and 35 others experienced tremors, hallucinations and other symptoms of lead poisoning. Midgley himself had been poisoned by inhaling fumes of Tau and washing his hands in the stuff to demonstrate its safety. He ended up with lead poisoning, he had to go off work. Yeah. Go, go somewhere hot and sunny and recuperate. When they're making a the big proposal, he, he couldn't be there because he, he was on vacation because he was ill from lead poisoning. Yeah. And he, he still didn't go, <coughs> excuse me, you know, can't solve this. No? Nope. Just let it go ahead. Yep. <gasps> so he really did know then. He did know yeah, very much no, so. No, yeah, there's no two ways he didn't realise. if he said anything, he wouldn't become vice president. He wouldn't have been on the board of directors. He wouldn't have had all that lovely, lovely money. Yeah. He would have to keep working to find a safe solution. Instead, the incident did not prevent him from advocating for Ethel. Instead, he took the corporate position that workers didn't take proper precautions. That's it, blame the workers. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all got lead poisoning because they... Forced us. Well, they didn't force you, but... So they made you work in them conditions. Yeah, I mean, probably, possibly, I don't know if they've got masks, whether the masks are adequate, or just the amount, sheer amount of lead in the air, it wouldn't have made much fucking difference. 1924, they could have had gas masks. No, they could have had respirators, worse case. Primitive gas masks. Would they have? Probably yeah. not. They'd have probably just had something tied across, like, like a surgical mask tied Mate, across their face. Let's maybe. face it, health and safety has been in the past 20, 30 years. Oh God, it was non-existent. So, they, yeah. they didn't give a People fuck. died at work all the time. You've got workhouses, things like that, was still a big thing in them days, so... Uh, no, they, not 1924. There was still plenty of workhouses still operational. It really was, up until after the Second World War, really. That was when they'd become completely obsolete then. Mm. They were still working around them time. So even at that point, though, it's still completely like, oh, we've lost another worker. Oh, fuck. They didn't really care. They, Christ. they didn't shit, give a shit, did they? In the late 40s, when my great-uncle started work at 15, he was going to be a mining engineer. On his first day, he saw a bloke get fed through a machine. Oh. Fucking hell. You know, he didn't go back after that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know, he became a different type of engineer, did an apprenticeship somewhere else. But yeah, there was no health and safety, there was no guards on machines, there was no. nothing. No. I mean, my granddad, he used to drive diggers and bulldozers and stuff like that. I'll guarantee you never passed a test. Mm. No, can, can you get in that? This is, pull that lever, there you go, good lad. Mm. You, you can crack on. <laughs> Everything was passed down from, you know... It was just trained on the job. You never had any formal qualification. David Rosner, a historian at Columbia University and co-author of Lead Wars, says Midgley had an enormous interest in self-delusion when it came to a product that he was so connected to. Of course, he had an ethical dilemma. Whether he fooled himself, lied, or was just oblivious to what future generations had to deal with is beyond me. The only self-defence you could give him is maybe he was thinking, well, it'll only be a short-term thing, we'll think of something better shortly. Mm. 
But he's, the damage is still being done, done isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it took him 80 years to mm. think of something better. <laughs> but all best part of, anyway. So, in 1999, we stopped using leaded fuel in the UK. Yeah. So, every generation yeah, up to then has received lead poisoning. Just through the cars. Just through the cars. Yeah. In the air we breathe. Yeah. Well, even, well, even we now. Part of it, aren't we, then? Yeah. Even now, you still get leaded cars no, driving around. No, it's just been stopped. 2021, Algeria was the last country to ban it. Yeah, but don't they... Oh, are you in classics? Because they've still got to run. They have, have to classic run cars and they have to add the lead to it, don't oh, they? Oh, maybe then. Mm. Yeah, but people believe... don't drive them very often. No, no, do. but it does still exist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think for commercial use... God, no. <laughs> you 21st. Don't know, anyway. <laughs> the one you remember... Algeria was the last. Mm. At this point in the UK, there were no clean air laws. No. No, no. <laughs> Smog was a huge thing. That's it. Everyone's burning coal. They're driving around in lead belching, carbon monoxide belching cars. Mm. Christ, I'm surprised anyone made it past 50. <laughs> even, even in a town of this size, smog would have been a thing. Yeah. This size and up, that'd be it. Yeah, me dad used to say even in the, in the 60s, you'd get what they called pea super fogs, is when a particularly heavy fog came down and mixed all the coal smoke. You literally couldn't see your hand in front of your face if you held it out at arm's length. It was yeah. that bad. I mean, we live in the birthplace of industry. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Think of it, coal smoke that's been pumped out into this particular part mm. of the country where industry was literally invented. We had the Industrial Revolution right here in Telford. Yeah. Soil tests would, would show that problem, yeah. wouldn't mm. they? My parents' house is built right next to old mines. Yeah. And yours? Most of our houses... Are built on top of old mines. Mm. <laughs> that's why it's all clay in that. And yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's, that's why there's been lots of roads collapsing, things like that, around the, the area mm. because they're just not. They weren't filled in. No, were they? Not all of them. They had to fill in when, when we were kids, didn't they? By yeah, us? they did. Yeah. We found one. It was. Yeah, there you go. It still happens. Quite dangerous. There was one. It was, there was one in Wellington, two three years ago, because mm. it was up down College Road, and one of these big. Holes just appeared in the road, and yeah, it was an old fucking. Oh, well. So <laughs> hundreds of years they had coal in the air, and then all of a sudden in the twenties, have some lead as well. Yeah, yeah have some yeah, lead. Yeah. And remember, even in the twenties, there's still no air pollution acts. You know, first season of Peaky Blinders, they've just got furnaces next to the houses going off. Yeah, you know, and there's factories literally just down the road. On the road, workers live next door to it. I mean, it's kind of been good. I'm surprised anyone lasted past fifty. I think they did have some, you know. I'm pretty sure I heard in Victorian times they did do something about the... Well, they'll have noticed it getting worse and worse, yeah. wouldn't they? Someone would, would have been the documenting smog in London. it, you yeah. know, because without somebody doing some research on it, we wouldn't have got to where we are today, would we? No, this is, isn't this why industry would then became... Like, they'd always have weekends off, I believe. They always had, they started having the weekends off to allow a bit of clear air to come through. I believe. Could be. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that. Could be making that up, could have dreamt it. <laughs> but I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. Maybe, then, I don't know. But the scandal at the research plant prompted several states to ban tell. But then the tide turned. The Federal Bureau of Mines released a study heavily influenced by corporate pressure, as you can well imagine, the oil industry for a start, which asserted that tell was safe. <laughs> it is safe, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of a gun. Here, take, take this briefcase full of money. 
This and an aggressive marketing campaign established gasoline infused with Tell leaded gasoline or leaded petrol as the fuel of choice and in the ensuing decades lead exposure resulted in a string of health maladies particularly among children. One recent study hypothesised that increased lead exposure may have contributed to the mid-20th century rising crime. Have they, have they made that correlation? Because, first of all, when you get lead poisoning, you lose certain connectors in your brain, and one of them is empathy. Mm. You also are more prone to violent outbursts, as well as being a little bit dumber. Yeah. So you can't yeah. just blame the lead, then. Because I'm old the, enough. The graph, actually, <laughs> all in America especially, virtually is almost identical if you've got the rise in violent crime yeah. in the 70s matches virtually the amount of lead in the air from cars why as it's obviously in the 70s cars became a bit more affordable people everyone started buying more mm. and then you've got people who are using older cars which belch out more smog they were being used more as they well they were being used more so it's yeah, it, it correlates, and it does might go to some example as to why the boomer generation are more conservative, because they lose that sort of more empathy for people because of the, they have cognitive dissonance. They want uh, believe new evidence even when presented with it. Huh. Uh. Like I had an interesting discussion with my dad who I said about this, and he was like, "Nope, didn't happen. Absolute rubbish." I said, yeah, "All the information's on the internet. You can go and look up." Nope, no, nope, I'm not going to do that. What? I said, well, clearly, yeah, wouldn't do it. He blatantly just refused to believe it. Sounds yeah. familiar, that does. Mm. Well, you were talking about this subject with Yeah. 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 Wow. No, but I said, well, clearly your cognitive dissonance Thanks. just proves that you've been lead poisoned over the years, doesn't it? Wait, so, so why did they ban you say that to him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but don't worry, so have I. But not as much you as you. You brought me into it. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born now. That's why I have cognitive dissonance, you know, just to think that. You know, his dad has followed the rules, he's done what was asked of him, had a job, raised a family. Bought an house, contributed to the economy. And all along, they were poisoning him with lead. So what was his reason for, you know, think, you know it's, it's, it's think, not sold anymore? He what, thinks, do you think, what do you think about that? He knew it was bad for the environment. Right. You'd accept that, but not to the extent that it was literally... Affecting people. Affecting yeah. generations of people. But, Dad, we live in the environment. And he just, I said, it's still in the atmosphere. It's a heavy metal. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere, no. It's, it's a it heavy metal. It stays your body. It stays there. It yeah. goes in the brain. That's where you have problems. It hampers learning and all this. And Yeah. And it has been linked to IQ loss as well, hasn't it? But two and a half points it's taken a stone per person, average. Um, obviously, averages are... You know, they hide the extremes, so some people might have lost 10 points. Right. You know, so this some people might have lost I, two, some people might have lost half a point. I shouldn't have been chewing pencils when I was a kid then. <laughs> no, they weren't lead. No, they were when I was, when I was in primary school. They? They were, but it wasn't the actual, it was, core was graphite, it was lead in the paint on the pencil oh, itself. Oh, I used to chew them. It's alright, so you know, for fuck all to me. <laughs> so did I, I used to chew the pencil, yeah. They had lead paint as well, didn't they? Lead paint on everything. People, <laughs> people's cots would be painted with lead paint. Yeah. Little lead die-cast I was just going to say that, when we started War on 40,000, they were all made of lead. Huh. Giving them to the kids. Hmm? Yeah. In fact, I remember as a kid <laughs> biting bits off lead because it's very soft. You could bite it, mm. 
like and it was things like the models lead fucking pellets you used to get for your two you twos and things like that your two two air rifles were you biting the bullet for them? <laughs> no not the bullet I think <laughs> but you're yeah. handling it yeah and then you, you, know, you might touch your are. mouth you might rub your eye and all of a yeah, sudden that lead's sorts. in your system isn't it I've actually got a bit of lead in my hand genuinely from when I was a kid I was about six years old I stabbed myself with a pencil and that there is a tattoo that I've had since I was six years old see that little black spot mm. there yeah, that's where I stabbed myself with a well, pencil. Well, that be a little bit of carbon and that. Well, who knows? But either way, it's been there. Oh, be graphite. It's been it? there for thirty-four years. <laughs> I suppose it's still coated in lead. There could be some essence yeah. of lead within it. They only, yeah, they only stopped having leaded pencils when we were kids. I think I might have had a few years of lead pencils yeah. in primary school. I think if I'm if I'm six, you're talking eighty-eight. That pencil could have been around for five years. <laughs> Sat in a cupboard, who knows? He could have been. A Florida State University research team has published a new story that estimates... A new study. A new study? a new study. It's a story. Oh, could be a story. <laughs> What's a study but a factual story, Mike? <laughs> he reckons that exposure to lead has robbed Americans, on average... 2.6 IQ points per person. Well, at least it's just the Americans, eh? <laughs> no, we're affected as well. Yeah, I know. That must be the lead. <laughs> to quote Michael McFarland, who's the Hauer and Associate Professor of Sociology and the study's lead author, most of what we think of as the lost generation and the greatest generation and baby boomers had a moderate amount of lead exposure. Assistant Professor of Sociology Matt Hauer said... Generation X was exposed to very high amounts of lead, and now millennials and the generation following them have been exposed to very low amounts of lead. That follows the trajectory of leaded gasoline use. Hmm. Researchers found that the estimated lead-linked deficits were greatest for people born between 1966 and 1970, which is about a population of 20.8 million people in America, which experienced an average deficit of 5.9 IQ points per person. So we just missed it? Yeah. But it was coming down, because you said in 1999. They banned the use in 1999, but it was on the market for probably 10 years before. It was going down, you know, in trajectory from when... So we had had the first 20 years of it for our lives, really, and after that it was pretty much getting outlawed and not seen as much anyway because it was all diesel and not and many not many people were using four star in 1999 no everyone had pretty much bought an unleaded car that's that what point, i mean it was either yeah. diesel or unleaded yeah if you could get a turbo diesel you had a turbo yeah. diesel you wouldn't buy a normal diesel because they had no power but I think in 1987 they stopped selling cars in this country that required. Oh, yeah, you might have been right there. Can you remember the fuel prices back then as well? Because I fucking can. No. I remember 49p a litre for my first litre of fuel for my motorbike that I had when I was 16. 49p a litre. Wow. And that was expensive because there'd been increases not long prior to that oh, you're cutting the oil companies that are making money on four star you've got to fucking throw a few quid to make up for that haven't you well it used to cost me a fiver to fill my mm, tank yeah. a 10 litre tank I remember the oh, protests when it went over a pound a litre do you remember that yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone, all the... everyone went oh, yeah. shit. yeah and for anybody not in the UK I don't know how much you've been affected by recent things in Russia but our fuel prices have gone up from £1.20 £1.30 at the most to one pound eighty, one pound ninety. 
Well, so in America, it's a lot cheaper anyway. Yeah, they've had a yeah. price increase recently, yeah. though. Yeah, it's not as cheap how, for them anymore. They've not even much, really hit on it. Yeah, this is why we don't have V8s in this country because we can't afford. We can't afford to run them. We can't afford to run them. And even before these price hikes that we've had recently, we can't afford to run them because it's like I say, you're talking it's over a pound so a what's, litre. What's one seventy nine English into dollars? Oh, yeah, it's about it doesn't matter two dollars anyway. twenty probably. That amount and lead exposure was through automotive exhaust and thanks to the use of leaded gasoline this intervening seven decades is where the lead's damage is most pronounced. The researchers used publicly available data from the National Centre for Health Studies and the US Geological Survey and a standard deviation for IQ points over that period of time is about 15 points. Why? So that's going from being average smart to being a bit uh, hey you guys if you've got an IQ of 90 which is considered pretty good and you drop down to 75 that makes you a bit less good yeah pretty much what I said yeah, yeah. <laughs> you worked that all out on your own <laughs> I mean that, that's <laughs> but that's going from like an A grade or a B grade to a D or an E. Yeah. But if you think about it like this. So right? look at it that way as well. I, was, I, was, I, was I, I didn't want to say anything that might be considered <laughs> offensive. You think you say you got a genius that's like 150 IQ and then brings them down to 135 for the no longer cast genius. Well, they, they might not have that necessary IQ power to invent, I don't know, the warp drive. Yeah. They might be 15 IQ points short of making that See, fucking equation. Look how it has affected us. <laughs> we could have had time travel from now. We could have. And I mean, that's just the... I don't know if we could, but maybe, who knows? <laughs> that's just the least of problems. Yeah, yeah. This is killing. I know, yeah. Lead is a known neurotoxin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it enters the bloodstream. It's inhaled as dust or ingested or consumed in water. Once it's in the bloodstream, it's able to pass into the brain through the blood-brain barrier, which is quite good at keeping a lot of toxicants and pathogens out of the brain, but not all of them. The body can defend itself against lead, but not to the extent that we're being given it. Yeah. Is it carcinogenic or anything? It's been linked to changes in personality, premature brain aging, anemia, kidney damage, cardiovascular disease. And harm to pregnant women and developing children. So it's That's not. Like, so it's not linking no. it to cancer in any way. It's no, it's just. Bad, it's just killing you with everything else. Lead's use was not confined to gasoline. Obviously, as we mentioned earlier, we've got it at the pipes. Lead pipes. Lead pipes. Yeah, water and stuff. Yeah, it's left waterways, soil, airways, and homes enriched with this neurotoxin. Toxicant. The legacy continues to threaten the health and development of today's children. Less obvious but also important is the threat that lead holds for yesterday's children, many of whom are victims of what we term legacy lead exposures. And the reality is that the effects of lead we felt for generations. So we have actually put ourselves back in terms of intelligence yeah. and health and And now we've got plastics and these forever chemicals. And now we've got plastics and forever chemicals, so we haven't learned, we haven't learned from this at all, they just just moved the focus of their yeah. profiteering. Mm. Being a mass murderer, it's not like he's killed people instantly. He's, a machete. he's shortened people's lives dramatically. Yeah, and made their lives harder because yeah. they're not as smart. And they're going to struggle more in society. And how many lives have been cut short because of illnesses caused by lead poisoning? Yeah. Even of a slight, not obvious it's lead poisoning, but they've had some of these other 
kidney damage, cardiovascular disease, things like that that would have been emphasized and brought yeah. on by this probably a lot of miscarriages poisoning. things like that yeah. I imagine yeah. Yeah. so you think he's probably responsible for a lot more than you'd ever imagine yeah. well we will never know the figure no. that's the point but yeah. you can rest assured that it's a lot higher than anyone that's ever committed it's, a genocide it's, it's probably a percentage of all people that have died in the past 80 years it's probably that great isn't it that's <laughs> it he's probably up there with a the cigarette makers and the you know what I mean yeah and absolutely the people who make weapons Weapons manufacturers, it's got to be up there. Well, across the globe, less people have died in war than they have from heart attacks and kidney failure, anemia, brain ageing. I mean, someone has an heart attack young, could have been the lead, you don't know. And it could be causing all this dementia. Yeah. Dementia's on the rise, yeah. why is that? Well, it's got to be something, hasn't there? And people get dementia, yeah. you get dementia younger now. interesting to see the dementia numbers after, like, lead you know, was stopped being used. Yeah, but it's because it comes on in an old age, there would be a, a lag, wouldn't there? Yeah, there's going to be a lag, yeah. but a longitudinal study into that, yeah. that will show, you know, if, if it is linked to, you know, those... See, I've or seen if it. we're just living longer, <clears> and those those things are happening, and we're having degen... You know. People are getting it younger as well, aren't they? Yeah. I've just seen here, though, a bit of a solution. And, I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm wondering whether this is already a known solution, because of things that you give the people that suffer from these ailments so you look at these premature brain aging anemia kidney disease cardiovascular disease pregnant fucking women what is suggested for each of those iron iron is suggested for all of those things i guarantee you that now so we need to dose people up with iron mm -hmm. Well, to combat the lead. What I'm looking at there, each of those. I'm not a doctor, so each of those. I'm telling you now, the treatment. Yeah, but it doesn't reverse it because this. Well, no, but the damage is there. You've got a weaker heart now. But you know, they say pregnant women should drink a bit of stout. They do say that, and it's because of the iron. But it's like just but women still miscarry even if they drink all the stout. Yeah, the stout they drink all the stout. They're drinking ten. That's because they're drinking too much. No anemia. You'd mm -hmm. have iron tablets yeah. to combat anemia and yeah. um, kidney damage it as well. I've been saying the damage already done, you're just lessening the effects yeah, of it. But isn't, you? It, isn't it weird that no. how mm. you're taking one element of metal yeah, to combat and to, to combat the effects of that, yeah. you're having another element of metal instead. Obviously, iron's clearly better for you because you, it, iron but, is within yeah, your blood anyway. Just remember, all this stuff's still in the air now, we're all still breathing it. It's just gone down. It's just gone down a bit, but yeah. it's still there. It's not lingering around as much as it was, but it's Maybe still we there. we should start taking iron tablets. It's in the water, <laughs> the soil, so it's in the food we eat as well, isn't it? And then what we drink. Well, like yeah, you take, you take a soil sample yeah. and that you'd, you'd find. If they did. The guy called Claire Patterson did. He was taking soil samples trying to figure out how, how old the earth is. The one was doing... It's spelt the same way as her, Claire, it is, as yeah. well. And I thought, Claire's got a boy's name. Because <laughs> this guy's like 100 years old, so... No, he was. He started work at the Manhattan Project, so he, he started work. He was a teenager in, the 19, in 1942, something like that. Claire Patterson. But yeah, he figured out that the amount of lead... Because he was trying to age... They were looking at uranium, which ends up being lead. Mm. Right? Through 12 separate decompositions, uranium ends up being lead mm. and he was like the guy doing the uranium measurements was getting his spot on yeah this is how much uranium there should be he was doing the lead and his measurements were well over 
And he was doing this all in a clean room. He invented the clean room to do these experiments in. And it was way over. And the only thing he could put it down to was the amount of lead that's got into the ground. Mm. The water table. Yeah. Got under into the soil where we grow our crops. Mm. It doesn't go away. Yep. Yeah. It's almost like an increasing exponentially. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no stopping it. airborne then. And it's not gone away because in Flint, Michigan... Not yet, well, it's in the water and the, and the food as well. Mm. The plant will take it up into its... Yeah, then the plant might get eaten by us or get eaten by a cow. It goes into the cow's body. We yeah. eat the cow. Mm. It's into us. Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? If it's in, if it's within the earth and the soil and the water... That, psh, the food cycle, isn't that's it? That's it, the water cycle. Yeah. So... That alone still being a bit airborne, probably. Yep, the lead... Right, the lead is killing us all. Send him to prison, the murdering bastard. So the, the lead is, is poisoning everybody and making us dumber and more violent and killing us at a younger age. And his next problematic invention was CFCs. And they were developed to solve a long-standing problem with early refrigerators that were extremely unsafe. Well, like blocks of ice, is that what they're talking about? That's well, not really refrigerator the, to me. No, the best early refrigerants were ether and ammonia, which were both flammable. Using those gases in the fridge. Explains Tom Jackson, author of Chilled, How Refrigeration Changed the World and Might Do So Again. But that's a thrilling fucking read. <laughs> Jackson describes how an industrial scale refrigerator on display at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair caught fire and eventually exploded, killing 17 firefighters. Fucking hell. Oh. That's quite. Tragic, that. 17 yeah. boats getting killed. The explosion. The domestic refrigerators that follow around 30 years later use sulphur dioxide, which although not flammable, was highly toxic, and leaks of this gas killed families in their sleep. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. So he's adding up the corpses then? No, no, this is before him. Oh, right. This is before him. This These are the first fridges right, in the home. Yeah, yeah. With you. yeah sorry. Yeah. I thought you'd like that bit. That book chilled. How refrigeration changed the world. It, it, it sounds a bit dull, though, doesn't it? History of the refrigerator. I know, yeah, but you just like beer. Surely <laughs> it did change the world when it was cold. That's true, otherwise you'd all be drinking warm brown beer. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, GM's refrigerator division, Frigidaire, had been showing losses for years. And Midgley, with a team of scientists, undertook a search for a non-toxic, non-flammable refrigerant. And in 1930, they found a solution <laughs> in diclodrifofluoromethane. Dichlorodifluoromethane. Yeah, that's the it. one. Which they sold under the brand new name of Freon 12. Mm. And this was the world's first CFC. And to demonstrate its safety... Midgley inhaled the stuff and blew out a candle. You'd think he'd really learn his lesson after the lead poisoning. <laughs> but it is non-toxic to him, I guess. Mm. Luckily. Or isn't it? I don't know. It's, it's killing the environment. Well, well Freon gas isn't good, is it? Because that's why you have to have fridges disposed of properly, because they still have the Freon gases. But yeah. doesn't it only go in round the tubes in the back of the fridge? Yeah. It's, it's only an issue when you unsafely get... Yeah, if you, un- if you unsafe, you have leaks as well. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. killing fam- The old one was killing families in their sleep. Freon yeah. gas doesn't do that. Like no, no. Freon is harmless to us, but it does something else to it's the not, atmosphere. It's not yeah. good to the to the, the ozone layer. Ozone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Freon caught on and became ubiquitous in refrigerators, cooling units, and aerosol spray cans as propellants. Mm. Now, what Midgley did not know 
is that CFCs deplete the Earth's ozone layer, which protects life from ultraviolet and other forms of radiation. Even worse, CFCs are a super greenhouse gas which contributes to global warming and climate change at a much greater rate than even carbon dioxide. So actually then, the cause of global warming was in the 80s with all the fucking people walking around with spray cans in their hands, graffitiing all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and fridges not being got rid of properly. Because they wouldn't have one then and they just gone, oh, throw that one in the pile. Yeah, And of course, without the ozone layer, that's in radiation and ultraviolet light. It's just Everyone's getting skin cancer. Yeah, just luckily cells, isn't it? Luckily, it's healed. It luckily. is healing, yes. Luckily. It's a lot smaller than it was. It's almost yeah. completely healed yeah, now, it has, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I let him off on this one a little bit. He didn't know. How could he test mm. that? I was just having. No, that's it. With the Freon, he, he's inhaled it. He's gone, look. He's fucking safe. It's not flammable. And it's not killing go. families in their sleep when it leaks, which is a good thing. Yeah. And he didn't know that. He no. did know the lead, though, didn't he? He knew the lead. Yeah. This one's a little unlucky. In the short term, guys, he's done a great service. He's trying yeah. his hardest. Yeah. <laughs> he's done to redeem himself for the lead poisoning. <laughs> Unfortunately, he almost destroyed life on Earth as we know it. Yeah. It would have been a consequence if the ozone layer had gone completely. If we had had the lead poison, do you think we'd have found out about it faster? Because <laughs> we would have been yeah. smarter. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Extra 15 IQ, fucking <laughs> hell. Even though CFCs like Freon were banned or severely restricted, starting with the Montreal Protocol in 1987, they linger in the atmosphere. And according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, CFCs have an atmospheric lifespan of up to 140 years. So we've still got another 120 years of it then. Yeah, so it's fully healed, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, as, as we mentioned a second ago, Lord Midge won almost every prestigious award in his profession. The William Gibbs Medal, the Nicholas Medal, the Nichols Medal, the Priestley Medal and the Perkin Medal. I guess all those are, are chemistry awards. I imagine. And aside from Tell and Freon, Midgley also held about 170 other patents. And it's only in the recent decades the damaging consequences of his inventions became known. His other patents were sawn-off shotgun. <laughs> Repeating sawn-off shotgun. Um, probably some form of neotoxic chemical weapon. An NBC suit that inside is where the actual chemicals are that kill you. The charcoal. <laughs> An NBC suit made out of lead. <laughs> now, in 1940, Midgley contracted polio and was paralysed. Now, ever the inventor, he developed a harness system of ropes and pulleys to help him manoeuvre and get out of bed. In an ironic twist, his invention strangled him to death on November the 2nd, 1944. Was... Stupid deaths, stupid deaths, hope next time it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining some Wallace and Gromit type, you know he's got the pulleys and that, yeah. and he comes out of bed, but he, <laughs> he It's the wrong him. trousers, Gromit! <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong pulley. Mm. So he died him, bless him. without knowing the damage he'd done. He was going for auto-asphyxiation. Do you think he'd rigged up a wank machine? That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. Oh, they've got the loose today. <laughs> Slipped it over. Like, in the machine just went a bit A-wire and choked him too hard, but came and went at the same time. Is that what they call it? Auto-erotic asphyxiation. That's the one, yeah. That's what he was going for. You know a lot about that, Ben, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll have a good strangle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rumours on the door he strangled, I can think you'll found it. Oh, shit. I did say he was bald, actually. <laughs> Could be anyone. About six foot. No, that's not me. Mm. <laughs> I'm joking. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. the Dorley Mauler. Is there? Yeah. Is there? It's my friend's dad. All uh, right. Go on. Come on. Yeah, Can't we'll... just leave it at that. Yeah. What well, did he do? Well, remember, remember Luke? It was uh, his dad. He was just like, he, he was just a like, terrible man. We used to call him the terrible man because he'd just come on to anything and everything. <laughs> oh, right. He wasn't arrested for sex crimes. No, but he... Oh, he, he, he died years ago anyway, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was the Dorley Mauler. <laughs> you know, he, he, he died he about 15 years ago, didn't he? Yeah, but, you know, in the pubs, you know, he'd... He's well known. Yeah, well known. Taking the watch him when he's got when he's had a few. He'll try and grab your boobs. No, but thing. he was always suited and booted. Looked really like you know, and he had that like, old sort of bit of an English accent with a bit of Dory as well. What was his last name? Cheshire. Think I like know him a bit actually. Yeah, he was the Dory morning. Yeah. <laughs> Think I'll be having tampons up your ass by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Back to lead. And CFCs, I think the lead's the big one. The CFCs, we'll do that one first. All right, not really his fault. People aren't dying in their sleep or having fires in their homes and dying from that. He doesn't know that these things deplete the ozone layer. I don't anyone knew what the ozone layer was in 1930-something, 1932. You, you could put that one down to ignorance. We'll put that one down to ignorance. I think he was just... Unlucky. Unlucky, unlucky with that one. He was a scientist trying to, you know, look at, at ways to help refrigeration. Trying to better the world, I think he was trying to do. Because a lot of it might be trial and error. Oh, if we put, you know, this gas and this gas... Or of course like, it is. Yeah. You know, trying tweak area. this compound or, you know, and then that he come up with... What's it called? Fluoron? Dichloro... Yeah. Freon. <laughs> I didn't get it right the first time. Freon as we know it. Freon. Come up with a Freon, you know, by well, trial and error. We're still using it 80 years later, so Freon is yeah. obviously the best No, method. we don't use it now, do we? Yeah, in your it's, fridge. That's why like, CFCs, no, isn't it? No, we, we don't, don't use it now. No, you still, you still use Freon. It's a different type of Freon. Well, I don't know. I'm sure it's still Freon. I know that's which fr- is why you can't dispose of fridges. Fridges have to be disposed of correctly. You have to take them, have to, take them to the tip or the, the, the local skip to get them disposed of correctly, to be recycled correctly. So maybe they utilise the gas. I thought they'd stopped using it. I'm yeah. They've I think stopped they it. stopped using it, and they had to because it was destroyed. Yeah, they must have because you don't get it. You don't get it in spray cans anymore, do you? When you when you move a fridge freezer back in the day, once you'd like, right, so say you lay it down to get it to the destination in the the, tr- the truck, the car, or whatever. When you got it to the place, you had to leave it for X amount of hours standing upright, so all, everything would all the gases and because mm. it's all liquid based mm. as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, but now you don't have to do that and you can turn it on straight away. So I'm assuming, you know, I, yeah, I don't I think, think it's in the back of it anymore. I think it's something else. Yeah, but pizza fat checker here. So it yeah. is tetrafluorothane. Oh, so it's, the same feel it's not the same, yeah. No. It'll just be a tweak and it'll be non-harmful to the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it comes out, you know, you still got to get rid of your fridge and freezers properly. You can't just dump on the roadside. No. But if you have a fridge that's probably over 20 years old, which some people do still have, they do, that yeah. will more than likely still have the free on gas Yes, in. more than likely. Mm. But yeah, it's not used anymore. So we'll let him off with that one, shall we? We've got to let, yeah. let him off. Yeah, let him off, because he didn't know. I mean, no one knew what the ozone layer was at that point as well, let's face it. 
we are reversing it. It is more than it was. So we'll give him a pass on the CFCs. We've still got the the lead. This is the no, big no, one. We've still got the CFCs. Are still in the atmosphere a bit. Until not at 140 years, it's still contributing to global warming. It is, it is. At least for the 120 years, so... But the hole is smaller. The hole is smaller. Mm. And, yeah. we're, and we're not pumping any more, Well, yeah. since they stopped using it in, what, late 90s, wasn't mm. it? Like, the CFCs got boycotted like that. They were being boycotted by some firms before, weren't they? Yeah. As soon as the evidence was linked, a lot yeah. of firms stopped using them anyway. 1994 was uh, free on gas in fridges. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. So, in that 28 years, did a lot of it has repaired. Yeah. It has repaired yeah. a lot in 28 years. Yeah, but it's still in the atmosphere. It's still contributing yeah. to global warming. Yeah, yeah it's still doing the damage. For 120 but, years. But the severe thing at the time was the ozone. Yeah, that was the immediate the danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily, that's repaired itself yeah. quite, quite well, really. I think better than they ever expected it to. Because I think it surprised a lot of scientists. It? The whole the fact wasn't that over it is, us, was it? No, nah, wasn't it at the polls? Yeah, I think I so. Know, it was at the polls, yeah. yeah I couldn't tell. I, I genuinely think at the polls. Because we don't really want it there, you know, because if more heat and radiation's getting in, that's melting our ice, yeah. isn't it? And our, and our water supply. Whoa, we use the drinks? Yeah. Where's that Evian going to come from? France. All right. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons <laughs> thing, uh, Bobo the Bear ends up in the bag of ice. Mm. And he's like, you've got to start getting a cheaper way to get ice. We lost 12 men on this expedition. <laughs> he's like... You're going to start selling it for more than a dollar a bag. Well, if you can think of a better way to get ice, I want to hear it. And he's like, oh, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> These guys chipping away at ice, bring it over That's the what bag. That's they used to do, yeah. Big blocks of ice. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so we'll give a pass on this. Give a pass on that. <clears throat> Still bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. But he had a pass he didn't know. No. The lead. The lead. The lead's the big one, isn't it? He just found out in the last minute, and then he was just, he was... No, because everybody deep. knew that lead was harmful. Yeah, everyone knew. But yeah. they said, oh, it's only small amounts, it won't matter, it won't be unnoticeable. They lied. But they didn't care. Well, maybe the stats at the time said, yeah, yeah, it'll be okay because there's that many cars on the roads. Yeah, so they weren't expecting. But then all of a sudden, you hit the 1960s, 1970s, yeah. 1980s. Yeah. Fuck me, the amount of cars on the road pretty triples in that time. More and than that. And the American cars in particular. A big, usually V8 gas, because there's a pickup truck, is the most common car in America. Ford sells something like 120 of them every minute. When did he it's invent? Ridiculous. When did he invent? Oh, an hour. Like, it's 20, what? Four. 24, right? you think there'd have been a handful of cars in a village in 1924. In any country, really. Most countries didn't have cars then. London buses are still going around, remember, this time. You've got London public transport, you've got buses in the cities. But, so we're after the remember, we're after first world war and think a lot of things got mechanized because horses couldn't cope with the mud. Yeah, but what my so point cars, is, that we were, it went from a few houses in yeah. the village would have a car to every single house had a car. Sometimes in the 70s. two. Well, in a, especially and in America, where you drive as edge, you can drive at seventeen, eighteen. Younger than that, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. What, what I mean by finding out at the last minute is like he thought it was going to be really minimal amounts. And then didn't realise how fast it was gonna. Well, if you'd have calculated off, you know? it at that well, time, well, he didn't. He died in 1944, so you had no idea how many cars ended up on yeah. the road. But if you if you'd done the calculations at the time, it would have been probably quite minimal. But then 
30, 40 years time. I'm not trying it, to let him it, it times yeah, yeah. itself yeah. by like 50 or 100. But don't then. forget World War II, where every single airplane, <laughs> tank, tank, think how many emissions that created truck, in itself. Jeep, yeah. On both sides. Boats. Boat, the boat, boats are diesel powered, yeah. yeah. So think how much lead is being pumped out alone in World War Two, and the amount of guys, right, that are next to those engines in the engine room of a World War Two battleship, with the big diesel chugging engines, they're maintaining them. I bet I guarantee the fumes weren't exactly fantastically controlled in there. No. No. Plus all the stuff that's belching out the top, that the guys behind and the ship behind several miles down the road are breathing in. All the tanks should be advancing along up aside, the belching out their diesel exhausts. I think he should have just pushed forward to, you know, past the lead, <laughs> really, shouldn't he? It was, yeah, it was a cheap, easy fix, though, wasn't it? Yep. That's what it boils down to. It's Money. cheap, easy fix, solves the engine problem, they can get more power, better performance, they last longer. That's it, then the money's rolling in. Yeah. And the money blinds him to it. And the prestige, because he got a lot of rewards and well, yeah. recognition for it. But also remember that the, 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 the people, state, certain states, said, no, nah, no, nah, we don't want that. They were overruled by a federal authority who said, no, nah, no, nah, it's safe to worry about it. Because they were probably in the pockets of the oil companies, weren't they? Well, they were getting prodded and yeah. bribed here, left, up, right and centre, weren't they? Corporate pressure. But that is where, it's, it's like the worst part of the system we have, the capitalist system, that is the worst part of it. Where it's profit over people's health. Mm. It just muscles through, doesn't it? Yeah, and it always... It throws everything yeah. out, yeah. out the wind, doesn't well, it? You've got to think, well, if you it costs know... Money it, to test these things. If, for... if you knowingly put a product onto the market that you know is going to really harm people, what kind of sociopath are you? How much lead poisoning have you had? And how much lead poisoning have you had? Well, clearly he had a fair bit because he gave himself lead poisoning. Well, that's why why things have become more stringent now, aren't they? You know, procedures of looking into and investigating the long term. It still happens though, because well, look at well, the, yeah, yeah, we've the got past the, couple of years. Look, yeah. at, the, look at the cladding on Grenfell. Yeah, cladding. Yeah. Just that was like, oh yeah, we're fine. Don't worry about it. The forever chemicals are you have on your pans, the non-stick, mm. the Teflon. Mm. They need for years, but they have. I've got a flamethrower. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if you heard that, guys. <laughs> You know, they got high-paid lawyers sort of block these things in the courts for years. Yeah, well, they just keep on selling the products. Look at Roundup. Yeah. That's a weed killer for people oh, who, right. who don't live in the UK. Roundup, yeah. Had Carson uh, James. They had it in America as well. Did they? There's a lot of big lawsuits about Roundup in America. Yeah. Yeah. And our councils have been using it for years. Yeah. Yeah. I used to fucking snort that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if we've all gone, it could be as simple as rolling, you know, anyone roll down a hill as a kid. You know, That's it. That's just been, I don't know, sprayed that morning by the council. Yeah, the weeds have all been sprayed and you, your kids are all rolling down the hill through the grass. Whee! Yep. And cancer rates are on the rise. It is literally the food we eat and the air we breathe and the water we drink. It's all bad for us. It's all polluted with these chemicals we've been pumping into the sea mm. and, and, the, and the rivers and the water table. And everything. I know this seems like a bit of a hippie rant. Like, well, we need to stop polluting. But yeah, we really do because it's trying to kill us as a species. And you have to look at it as it's the species we need. We don't need the biosphere. We're about the species. We're killing the environment. Killing the environment. I'd like the human race to survive. It needs an environment to survive in. Exactly, yes. We're killing the environment and we're killing ourselves. And you've got to realise that money's not worth it, haven't you? 
you'd think, wouldn't you? We never learn, do we? I mean, he's taken 15 points off the human IQ. What could we have achieved? Why do people believe the Earth? I could have been a super genius! Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> people in this day and age think the Earth is flat. Yeah. You know, clearly we've got dumber. I know, I, of, I, know people, I know people that think the, the amount of daft shit that we now think that we never used to is this the reason is the reason we're more violent as a species I mean the, the serial killer surge in 1970s America massively correlates to the graph of lead in the air everybody's seen the film Idiocracy yes yeah, yeah. we did an episode on it yeah. I was going to say if yeah. you've not done an episode on that we should yeah <laughs> sorry done damn yeah. Brilliant. Do you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. You, you're yeah. fucking us. You're fucking us all. It's not just the poor. Yeah. It's, it's you as well. It's your kids. All for greed. Just so you can have a bit of a better life while you're here. Come it's mental. Me. It's mental. And that's, that's I. This is proper picking the bones of humanity. Vulture capitalism. It's terrible. It? System. It doesn't just support. It promotes it. Profit over everything. Yeah. That's the problem, isn't it? In this scenario, it's profit over everything. and it just it's, it's also in the planet as a resource, just to be used. And that's... To gain profit out of. And, you know, that's the worst of it. You know, you've fucking crippled us for a few generations. There's no going back, though. It's going to take us time to get back to where we were. But even then, surely, by that point, we're all passing on genes that are less... Intelligent anyway, so surely it's that in that in itself. I think it's more environment, isn't it? Perhaps I, I don't say. know. Yeah, you're still getting as a kid. I mean, even now in America, Flint, Michigan, kids are drinking lead-infused water because the car manufacturing plant down the road didn't like the water it was being given, so they had the fresh water, which is used to the town, and gave the town the shitty water. It's all polluted with lead. Yep, the kids are drinking it. They've noticed. The intelligence rates amongst the kids are dropping rapidly. It's still happening today, as we speak. It's mental. Just so you can sell a few more cars. It's not worth it, is it? Mm. That reminds me of the Erin Brockovich uh, mm. film. Erin Tittywich. Mm. Where they were yeah. all drinking the contaminated water, weren't they? And all exactly. Cancer, cancer rates went through the roof. Yep. Michael Clayton, have you seen that? I've seen that one. George Clooney is a lawyer. That's about the forever chemicals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, trying to fight DuPont, who made the Teflon. Right. They're still making Teflon. Yep. So there you go. Hope you haven't got too much lead in your system. If you've got some lead in your pencil, that's fine. Oh, you stole it from Claire so you don't get the crone. Oh. That was not pretty natural though. I was. <laughs> she had it lined up. <laughs> she picked a moment. And Pete stole it. You can delete that out and you can have it. No. It's not organic. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Sorry. This is all the cake my life. You're fucking Amber Heard, you are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to steal you. You're a bit. Fucked up facts. Fucked up facts. Team tune, please. Facts. 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 <laughs> Enthusiastic. <laughs> I was trying to get over my little cough I had earlier. That, that, 
Yeah, fucked up facts. Try that again. <laughs> no, I like That'll that version. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Fucked up a bit. I like <laughs> I like, are you going to keep Claire's vocal solo in there? <laughs> Go on there, Mike. Hit us with some knowledge. Well, apparently 97% of people are currently keeping a secret. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. I was until yesterday. <laughs> Why, what was your secret? I wasn't going to mm. tell JB about that money my mum was going to give me, and then I was going to sort of like, because he was going to pay it back, I was going to take it back for the, the cash and then book a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Not just for me, for all of us, you yeah. know, but I, I told him in the end, I was just like, oh, I'll tell him what the crack is. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm one of the 3% that might have a secret. Oh, okay. I don't think I've got a secret. Yeah, I've got one. Ooh. It's only a minor one, but it's yeah. What someone, is it? t- someone, I can't tell you. <laughs> someone, someone told me something in confidence. I as I was, I can't say. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping a secret. Got a secret. Not that I know of. So you're one of the three percent with me. There could be something. I've just misremembered, probably. <laughs> you don't remember anything. You're goldfish, mate. I know. <laughs> That's what your Jedi training hasn't progressed. That's it. Apparently, swearing was illegal in England from 1695 to 1746. Well, fuck Of course me. it was. <laughs> Do you know why? It's all the crumble, isn't it? Ah, yeah. There's no swearing. Mm, yeah. You couldn't swear in public. Good point. Britain's under puritanical dictatorship. Probably get hanged for it as well. <laughs> I don't even hanged for it, but... It wouldn't um, surprise me in them days. Mm, a bit harsh, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, they were a bit. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're called Puritans for a reason. I mean, yeah. they, 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 they had Christmas as well. No, no they, they cancelled Christmas. They didn't like any frivolities, did they? No, no. You, Excuse oh. me, sorry. Hey, fever. You need a uh, simple Christian life, but you do get a hat with a buckle on it. No, I've always wanted one of them. <laughs> yes, they did look like Egypt. Then they all went they? to America. Yeah, and then made them all. Pure. Pure. Puritan. <laughs> Another strange law for the next fact. Okay. Until 2018, it was illegal to sell cold beer in Oklahoma. Okay. Heathens, yeah. <laughs> Weird. I imagine the pub trade didn't do great because everyone would be like, oh man, I can't wait to go home and have a cold beer. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get that. Maybe it's one of the places that were like, we're not having any in your fucking refrigeration units. Oh, maybe. Oklahoma. I'm trying to think where Oklahoma is. Midwest, isn't it? It's one of the newer states. It was like the settled and warm. Is it warm there? I think it's the farm belt, isn't it? Yeah. Midwest, so it's like temperate, I guess. Hot, cold. Winters (laughs) are going to be hard. Summers will be great. I don't get that. Till what? What? I could be wrong. American listeners, feel free to correct me. What state was it again? It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's not a state, is it? I know there's a musical about it. Other than that, I'm pretty sure it's Midwest. Yeah, I could be wrong. American mm-hmm. listeners, you can you can correct me. Feel free. It's in the middle somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader's heavy breathing is trademarked. So no one do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> pay Disney. That's his hay fever. From now on, yeah. from now on, there are no more Darth Vader impressions. Oh shit. <laughs> Because of this one earlier. From now on. <laughs> How ridiculous. I know, yeah. Each day in the UK, Heinz sells almost exactly 10 baked beans for each Brit. Wow, every day? Yeah. That's a lot of beans. That's what, 600 beans. million beans. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Christ, who grows all them beans? 
Think of how many tomatoes that is mm-hmm. for the sauce. Beans, Think of how many beans, beans. The more you eat, the more you no beans. Beans good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. The more you fart, the better you feel. Sweet your beans with every meal. Lovely. Bean shill. <laughs> there You've is. You've a big bean, aren't you? There's the American version, which is beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. That was some Simpsons, yeah. yeah. I fucking hate Heinz beans. No, no, the best. Are they? No, Branston's better. Branston beans are better. With a little bit of butter. Oh, yeah, always put a bit of butter on the beans. Staldi beans. They're not too bad. They're all right, they're, they're okay. Yeah. They're better than Heinz. Yeah, I don't like them at all. Heinz have like, watered themselves down, haven't they? Yeah. They've taken a lot of the sugar out, I think, haven't they? Yeah, like, well, the beans are surprisingly high in sugar. Mm. There's your diabetes update, people. Uh-huh. Low sugar beans do taste all right, though. Yeah. Though I did have some Heinz tartar sauce. I was it's like diet coke. The week. isn't right. Apart from the fact you soak your teeth when you drink coke. <laughs> well... <laughs> That's always a bonus. James Doohan, the actor for Star Trek's Scotty, was given an honorary doctorate by the Milwaukee School of Engineering after nearly half the student body cited him as their inspiration for pursuing engineering. Nice. Oh, nice. Also a World War Two vet. Cool. And he was, had his ashes shot into space. Oh. So the original Scotty. The original Scotty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his ashes shot into space yeah, on a rocket. That's right. That wasn't that long ago, actually, was it? You're probably talking ten years ago now. I think. In fact, I think it was recently the tenth year anniversary of that of his passing. Seems to have kept, of course, seeing in the Star Trek group I'm in. Oh, well, I'm thinking of Captain James T. Kirk, aren't I? No, Shatner's still alive. Shatner. Yeah. No, he. Yeah, but his ashes basically got shot out to space, didn't they? The other, the other <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I left him, got fired into space, yeah. Uh, I was trying to be funny, but... <laughs> I didn't get it. He's, he's an old man, isn't he, now? He's, he's like a... Old. He's, he's alive. I know. All right. She's clearly got you know a thing for William Shatner. I love his... Uh, he's the inferior captain, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's an intergalactic... M- Muppet. Sex pest. <laughs> you know, if you want to come home again, you want Picard. Yeah. If you don't want to come home again, you go with Kirk. If you want to shag aliens, go with Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you want a cultured, civilised tie when you come back and live, you choose Picard. If you want space herpes, choose Kirk. <laughs> or Riker. Yeah. I like the new version of Kirk. Which one? Oh, the, the one of the new films. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I, I, like I like those, those films. films. I don't know. The first two, I think, are good. Okay. I haven't seen the others. I haven't seen the, the most recent one, I don't think. Uh, but I like, the, the, I like the second one with Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah, I thought that was a deep. I mean, obviously, re- retcons, retcons yeah. the law a little bit, doesn't it? But I enjoyed it. I was hoping they would make it. I'm guessing they might remake Wrath of Khan, maybe. Maybe. That'd be interesting because I'd like to see Cumberbatch back again as Khan because I didn't think he was good as Khan. He was—he's a good actor, isn't he? Mm. He's pretty much good in most things he's in. Benedict Cumbersnatch. Benedict Bandersnatch. <laughs> Mongoose were introduced to Hawaii to control the rat population, <laughs> and now they're overpopulated with mongoose <laughs> and rats. And rats. It didn't work. Unfortunately, the mongooses diurnal, the rat nocturnal, so they rarely encountered each other. <laughs> uh, oh, they didn't think that through. They didn't, did they? That's quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So did they introduce a lot of cats at that point? Maybe. Well, when we're over with cats, well, we could get dogs. Mm -hmm. Where the dogs, we get wolves. <laughs> where the wolves, we get bears. <laughs> when we're over with bears. No, no. Sasquatches. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm obsessed, I know. <laughs> Does anyone know which bone is the last bone to stop growing in the body? Your penile. <laughs> last bone. It's um, your nose, isn't it? No, it's not a bone, it's cartilage, I think, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Cartilage. You got a bit of a nose bone. I know you haven't, it's cartilage. So you know, if you, schools don't have a no nose bone, do they? No, it stops about there, yeah. doesn't it? Your nose bone. Yeah. Last bone, you know, the spine. Nope. Jaw bone. Nope. Collarbone. Oh, really? Apparently. About 25. Oh, right. Okay. 25. Mm. Okay. Biology. Cool. Mm. Stephen Hawking was born on the anniversary of Galileo Galilei's death, January the 8th. And died on Albert Einstein's birthday, March the 14th. Oh, that man was just destined for greatness, then. <laughs> the Hawk. We like the Hawk, don't we? Yeah. He's a friend of the show, isn't he? Friend of the show. Easy. Does anyone like Oreos here? I do. Yeah. I like the Aldi version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like them, to be honest. No. They're like posh custard creams. Give, take them or leave them, I can't. And bourbons mixed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing else. Like bourbon biscuit, but with custard. It's vanilla. Oil. Yeah, the same thing as in I'd say green. they're a bit nicer than a bourbon. I don't know, man. I do like a I don't have an Oreo over But I do a put them in that similar category. Oreo so. over a bourbon any day. I, yeah, I, I prefer, yeah. Because you can twist the top off. I always uh, like to split me bourbons. Ah, uh, well, this is... Researchers at MIT have proved that it is nearly impossible to twist an Oreo and have half of the filling end up on each cookie. But we eat only even amounts. You want all of it on one side? Yeah. I do, yeah, that's yeah, what I have it, yeah. That's, that's the whole the game. point. Yeah. You scrape it off your teeth. Uh, or you just eat it all in, in Or, or yeah, yeah, eat one, you know, just as a biscuit and one as a yeah. Well, if you did one yeah. equal amount on each side, it's virtually impossible. Oh, no, that's, I'm disappointed when that happens. Yeah. When, you, when you get a little bit of the, the cream on the other side and you don't twist it right. This is why we're, we're stunted in our scientific, you know, too discoveries. Right. We're too, Twisting fucking biscuits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Midgley. Uh, <laughs> at least they're twisting biscuits nowadays, not wanking on them. What do you think about that? <laughs> you never heard of the game Soggy Biscuit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Navy game. <laughs> Army game, actually. Uh, that's nasty. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Navy adopted it with a fucking uh, great aplomb though, didn't they? <laughs> NASA's top priority this decade is probing Uranus. Yay! Yay. You said Uranus. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit far away though, isn't it? Quite a, bit, quite a big probe, isn't it, from here? <laughs> That's a long stick. But at the same time, what is probing Uranus actually going to tell us? It's cold. <laughs> I mean, There's no way you can ask that question. <laughs> if the Greys were here, the alien race, they'd be like straight away, well, hang on, Ben, let me tell you. The probing your anus can tell me a lot about you. You know, you get prostate cancer in five years. <laughs> I suppose it's, it's the makeup of your anus, is yeah. what they're probing. I know, can, can we live there? Yeah. And if we can't, no. then let's not bother. Let's find places we can live. Yeah, but I th I, I'm thinking... Where is they, the Federation? I, they're, they're thinking of fuels, aren't they? 
that's what they're thinking of when they're probing all these different planets. They're thinking of planets that they can actually reach realistically and as time goes on we might need some of the fuels that they can provide. We might be able to get them a bit quicker and I know we still want to be looking at like on some of the moons uh, like Europa is it that Io or in Jupiter meant to be potentially habitable. We could colonise them if we have domes and shit. Well, with the sun's expansion, we should be looking into ones that are habitable, shouldn't we? We really? should be looking at planets we can go to. Yeah. Um, isn't it fucking freezing in Uranus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's like their mouth. He's got a tampon of his. Oh, gross. <laughs> I well, really I'm haven't. Talking about that off mic. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think they should be heading to Europa to see if they can find life on there. Enceladus. I think mean, we need to look for somewhere to potentially live. Oh. Colonization. Well, that's Mars, isn't it? Mars. But if they, if it's you, be Mars. But if you send probes to Neptune or Uranus. Yeah. Then let's put them on places where we, you know, some of the moons around Jupiter and Saturn are meant to be potentially habitable. Oh, I'd love to live on a moon around Jupiter. Imagine that flying in the sky right now. Oh, the sun's there and Jupiter's yeah. there. That means yeah, it's X o'clock. A ton of radiation comes from Jupiter, so it's, I don't think that's possible. Saturn? Maybe. Penis? <laughs> Venus? That's too close to Saturn. Trouble is they don't have atmospheres because they're too small. Mm. Only Titan. That rains sulfur dioxide, doesn't it, or something? Or uh, I'm just saying, we, we rains we, lead in, in Titan, isn't it? Oh well, that's, we'll, we'll be fine then. <laughs> no problem. We've got plenty of. Oh, but I mean, uh, that's already. Maybe yeah. that's what the plan was. He was preparing us to go and live in heavy lead atmospheres, so we'd be immune. We'd be accustomed to it. Mars is the best. It's the closest. One that's got the, the temperature closest to Earth. Because at the equator, it gets to about 20 degrees Celsius in the summer. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but it's only going to, you know, with the sun expanding, it's only going to give us, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's four billion years away. I don't worry about that just yet. We're yeah, fine, we're fine yet. That's not... <laughs> Claire's thinking long term, man. Long term. Sure, someone needs to. Instead <laughs> of twisted fucking biscuits. I want... So I... you can get funding then, Claire, for, you know, there's a threat that's due in about... Probably about two billion years, perhaps. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get it. <laughs> no, but I want Claire's cryogenically preserved head, like future armor style head in a jar, to be like in a storeroom, and she's. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I told you this was gonna happen. Mm. And then they give you funding to figure it out. Well, she's had two billion years to think about it. Exactly! <laughs> I hope she's would have come up with something. As long as they haven't changed the water and there's more lead in there, I might have got smarter. <laughs> you could be the smartest person on the planet. Put a bit of iron in it for you. <laughs> if you want to get in the lead water, you need some iron water instead. Lovely. Okay, we'll finish on this one. The Icelandic Phallological Museum currently has just one human penis on display. Only one? Yeah. They expect the collection to grow over time, though. Two more well-endowed humans have promised to donate upon their deaths. It's not much of a museum, though, is it? It's one cock yeah. there. It's one cock there. <laughs> I, I should imagine they've got cocks of animals, though. Maybe. And just one human. Yeah. You can't just go in and there's just one human cock. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the museum. 
<laughs> they zoom, and there's just a cock in a glass case in the middle of the room, suspended in gel. Let me present this cock. <laughs> yeah, we're the Human Dick Museum. See you tomorrow soon. Hope you enjoyed your stay. Donations, please. Is there a bad cock? Somewhere. Um, you can have a selfie with it. <laughs> 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 you're allowed to stick your in your mouth if you really want. That's <laughs> in a glass case, isn't it? Spotlights on it. It's, it's on a little stand. It's backlit. It's backlit and everything, yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, you is can see the veinage. I can see the veinage. Is it like stuff yeah. like I think it's in, I think it's in formaldehyde. <laughs> in a tank of formaldehyde. On a little stand. Is it not like stuffed like you would? Stuffed fucking taxidermy, bro. Well, that's what I'm trying to work out. Has it been taxidermed? <laughs> Does it say? No, it's just in a jar, like Ben said. You can see it. There. Okay, it's, it's just sat in a jar. A little jar. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, cock in a jar. Cock in a jar. And on that note, let's end the show. Yeah. I'm Ben, thank you very much for listening. Don't join the favourite, don't join the cult. You can follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, SoundCloud, and, and most other podcasting platforms at Cutting the Bull in the PTA, and YouTube at Apocalypse Bull. Cheers. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you. Did you know that Ahsoka Tanu, who was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, had to kill all of the clone troopers who were her friends on the execution of Order 66, Mike? She was 17, and then she buried them. What have you done in your Jedi training? Not that. <laughs> Just saying she He's was a Padawan. She's on her haircut. Yeah. Just saying she was a Padawan. Did you even like saying which like it? <laughs> Just saying that you know, she's a Padawan too. Did you leave the rat tail? I didn't, I forgot. Oh, it's been past so long as a night now, it's stolen valour! <laughs> I'm not ready for that, Pete. I'm only a question two on the, uh, on the course. And I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears. And I've been Pete. Tickle your penis if you want when you die and stick it in a museum. Pickle your penis, you mean? It's an option, yeah. isn't it? You said tickle. <laughs> what? I'm sure you said, said, I said pickle. It sounded like tickle to me. I'm sure I said pickle, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Pickle your uh, penis. Pick to pickle. <laughs> <laughs>